0: Welcome to exploring
1: Satir's legacy, the Virginia Satir podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Harden, and I'm thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Together, we'll embark on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and meaningful connection. Let's dive in. Welcome to January 2024. Happy New Year, everyone! In this first episode of season one you'll be hearing excerpts from the interview I did with John Bandman at the 2023 Virginia Satir Global Network online conference. Dr. John Bandman is an internationally known author, therapist, and educator. His training programs have taken him to over a dozen countries in Asia, Europe, South America, and North America. John's co-authored book, which everybody here probably knows about, The Satir Model, Family Therapy and Beyond, received the AAMFT Satir Research and Education Prize in 1994. Dr. Bandman is the founding president of the British Columbia Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, a former member of the Board of Directors of the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, the AAMFT, a former member of the Board of Directors of the British Columbia Psychological Association, a member of the Board of Directors of the International Family Therapy Association, and the founding director of training for the Satir Institute of the Pacific. In this interview, Dr. John Bandman shares his thoughts on the current application of Satir's model and his vision for its application going forward into the future. It was quite an honor to sit down with Dr. Bandman, and I know that you will enjoy his insights. Well, thank you very much for being here. I'm so excited, John, for spending this time with you. Uh, let me introduce myself uh, first. I'm Dr. Michael Harden. I am a professor uh, at Fuller Theological Seminary. Right, I get to train satir therapists. It's it's a fantastic thing that I get to be a part of, and uh, I, I've met a lot of great friends. And now, being a board member at Satir Global, uh, so many more friends. Uh, I love seeing how many people are here. Uh, I being at I learned being here. Uh, so many beautiful people that I've uh, been able to get to know, and this beautiful person right here no needs no introduction, but this is Dr. John Bandman, and uh, he is a longtime friend and co-worker and, and, and somebody who is mentored by Virginia Satir, and I have just gained so much uh, by being mentored by you, John, And I, and I thank you. Thank you for letting me be in your living room right now and having this conversation with you. And we're so excited just hearing your vision or uh, Satir's model going into the future.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, I, I want to I start off uh, with really a big question. So if, if you don't mind, I'll just jump right in. Okay. Okay. So uh, I know that uh, just talking through you, uh, talking to you and others, that towards the end of Satir's uh, career, uh, she was really thinking quite a bit about spirituality. And knowing you, you have a deep uh, sense of spirituality yourself. So I've had this question. Uh, if you, what have you learned over the years about spirituality and the spiritual parts of self? That if you knew back when you and Maria and Jane and Satir were writing the Satir model book, what would you have included in that book with all the knowledge you now have? You are
2: starting in a big way, aren't you? Okay. Um, Good question. Uh, See, to me, at the time, 30 years ago, spirituality was definitely not part of therapy. And even though Virginia Satir manifested that spiritual part, counseling was sort of out of that, or spirituality was sort of out of that, aspect of it. So if I were to do it over again, I would put spirituality right in the center of the model mm. so that it would be an open aspect of it. I think we know enough now that it's very difficult to separate therapy and uh, personal growth from spiritual aspect. So to me, I would I would bring it in One of the things that I um,
1: also heard from you is that spirituality has always been a big part of the model.
2: Spirituality has always been part of the model. It's always there. When you look at her book on uh, new people making, it's there. And when you look at some of the other writings, it's always there. When you look at her videotapes, the spirituality is always there. We are spirit in nature and we are a manifestation of human being and so to me it's always been there but it has been sort of like i'm going to church on sunday kind of mm-hmm. aspect of it i think it's much more important that it becomes an integrated part of our what we're doing
1: yeah and that's always been a very difficult thing for clinicians to include into their therapy And I I would say there's still that way.
2: Well, yeah. Well, we have this idea that the the problem, we still have the problem with separating or seeing spirituality differently than religion. Mm -hmm. And so, when we mix too much of religion, like the formal kind of controlled way with spirituality, people have difficulty with it. Mm -hmm. And so, and sometimes we feel it's too personal to talk about. And so in the early days, as I saw it, people said, well, when your client comes to you, allow them to talk about it. Okay, just allow them to talk. You allow them to talk about it. Now I think we just take it as a, as a component of a model. And so we, you don't just talk about it. You include it. You are there. Yeah, and I and I
1: found with my own clients. That spirituality is a part of uh, so many people's lives, even uh, if if it's if they're not religious.
2: If we have a biological component of the Satir model. We have a psychological component. We have a social family component, and we have a spiritual com- component. To me, all those four domains are an integrated com- aspect of uh, the human being. And so, what I'm hoping that we can this and Michael is supporting that is that the spiritual part becomes part of the the container It's part of it mm-hmm. when you look at the second line of it is what when Virginia died we found after she died we found some notes in her in her house and she talked about consciousness as being the fourth birth and when I might get a chance with Michael today, I would just like to look at consciousness is a, a fourth birth aspect of the Satir model. And we might want to take a look at what that is all about. And I hope you like my little quote that's at the bottom there. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. Mm. If you can capture the meaning of that, the sentence, you might know what I'm talking about in my spiritual aspect of the satira model.
1: Thank you very much. I I think it's such an important part of of therapy, uh, the growth of a human being. and, And I love that as we see the model going forward into the future, you're really encouraging a lot of us to start talking about spirituality.
2: I hope so. I hope so. Yeah.
1: Okay, so one one of the things also that I wanted to ask uh, was, I've just been so amazed at the energy you have uh, in sharing the satir model. Um, you, you you often joke that you have failed retirement four times. <laughs> yeah. and, and I've never seen a person who as as active as you are, uh, at really just trying to rethink uh, a model and move it into the future, You highly encourage many of us who are entering into the Satir universe right now. How how have you been so engaged uh, with the Satir model all this time?
2: Well, okay. Let's take a look at it. You know, first of all, you know, I'm a psychologist. So I kind of got trained as a psychologist. And uh, that didn't necessarily include Satir. Satir was sort of an addition to it. I met Satir about six months after I graduated. Mm -hmm. So all my education was non Satir. And actually I had never heard of Satir in my graduate school, even though it was in the United States. And so how do I have all the energy aspect of it? Well, it's like living the model. Mm if you if you start living the model the model is is it gives you access to energy that is more uh, has greater depth to it and so i think i'm just tuning into the energy that the, the model is is manifesting or teaching us so i don't think it's a big deal really <laughs> it's just being me <laughs> Well, I
1: definitely get to live a little bit of that as I'm teaching students and having them engage the tier model, I see their energy grow. Uh, so many times uh, new therapists talk about how worn out they are when they're visiting with clients at, at the very beginning uh, of their training. And my students have really been energized by what they believe they're providing to, mm-hmm. to people who have suffered.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, therapists tell me that after they see a client in the tier model, after they feel energized mm-hmm. others seem to say oh i'm so tired i'm so tired so to me it's it again speaks yeah. for the importance of the satira model yeah how powerful it is and how important it is to live it not mm-hmm. just to use it okay so anytime i'm around
1: all these beautiful people uh from all over the world uh who have been able to walk this earth and and get to meet Uh, Virginia Satir they always have such wonderful stories about her Uh, and while I want to spend most of our time this morning uh, or this evening uh, for some uh, while I want to spend most of it talking about the future of the model I want to just if I could since we have you here ask is there a Virginia Satir story that hasn't really been shared that you would love to be able to share with us today
2: you know I think most people that have heard about Virginia sit here have heard about her love of nature, her gardening, her flowers, uh, and how interested she was in in just being out in the in the woods, in 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 the mountains. Uh, but talking about more personal kind of thing, uh, let's pick up a couple of them. Okay. One of them. Let's let's look at one of them that said, uh, "I uh, have, we had an iceberg. Let's talk about the iceberg, and that might give you an example." Okay. Okay. The iceberg has the self at the bottom is all you know, and maybe we'll take a look at it later on, depending on where we're going. And at the bottom, it says "self, I am," hmm. aspect of it. The uh, Virginia student talked about the iceberg. According to Laura Dodson and by in 1962, well, I hadn't met I didn't meet Virginia until 1970. So uh, this idea of iceberg was in her conceptual frame uh, pretty mm-hmm. early, and it's not that unique actually, mm-hmm. except how she applied it. That's was very unique aspect of it. Well, she had all these aspects of it yeah but in, in during uh uh nineteen eighty three when Maria and Jane and I were doing Waddle two, she brought this up to the program and uh and then it kind of got fleshed out mm-hmm. over time in terms of that. and she, she came to me and said, you know self means so many different things, mm-hmm. you know And everybody uses self and self and self. We need to have something different. What can we do? Mm. And what she came up with, or we came up with together, was that what uh, Moses experienced Mm. in the Old Testament, when he met God and he said to God, who are you? And God said, I am Mm. who I am. And the, the same concept of I am, I am, thou art, who we who, who are, is also true in, in Hindu philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so we decided at, at that time that we should put the I am as part of the self. That would be a, a story that yeah. people probably don't know about.
1: And that adds so much depth about understanding
2: the self, uh, r- really speaking to the essence of a person. the Yes, the spirit, the essence of the person, who you really are. And then after that, you know, if you have that concept of a person, then you can look at how they experience themselves and what needs to change in that experience mm. so that they can manifest that life energy in its fullest. Yeah.
1: It, it's such a deep concept. And I have found, and it, even some of my students have found, when they're trying to, Uh, explain the self uh, to to their clients, it is really difficult because so many people haven't even thought about themselves beyond their own experience. Yeah.
2: Another another story might be she she and I were looking at some videotapes and I was lying on the floor with this old machine that she had and we looked at this aspect of it and she was doing some work with uh, some people and uh, she looked at it and she she got to tears in her eyes. Mm-hmm. She said, it's so wonderful. It is so wonderful. I can't remember what I was doing. And she was talking about, sometimes she just feels like she's channeling things down. Yeah. But she said, don't tell people that I'm channeling. They might think I'm crazy. <laughs> but for her... It was so beautiful that she had to recognize herself. And so, I mean, she actually had tears in in her eyes when she saw what was happening, when the change, the manifestation, the transformation took place right there on the spot. Yeah. It was wonderful. The third one is when we were writing the book, uh, I would... uh, I would go and read something to her. Mm. We had done some chapters and I would go and read something to her. And she said, oh, you, that's so wonderful, John. That's so wonderful. And, and I would say, I, I'm just quoting you. I'm quoting you <laughs> literally. I didn't do anything. It's yeah. just you. That she she, she had this, this uh, exciting experience mm. of what was there, even though it was hers. Yeah, and so I feel there, there are times things that, uh, yeah, we experience and we don't share. And you're asking me. And so yeah.
1: Well, I, I think it's great. The, the team that was put together to write that book, uh, mm-hmm. how many gifts, all of you were very different, but there were so mm-hmm. many gifts. And one of the gifts that you definitely brought to the project was being able to see and identify what was going on and being able to mm-hmm. put it into words. I, I think that was that's wonderful and we've all benefited from the book. Yeah. One of the things I wanna go back to in one of your stories, because I think it's an important thing um, because not only did uh, Virginia be, able, uh, not only is she able to do this, it's this idea of channeling. But I think all of us uh, who are engaged in therapy and, and stepping into the room with our clients, all of us have the capacity to channel Talk a little bit more about Channeling. What does she mean by that?
2: Well, I, I put it now in quantum physics. You know, When uh, it, the quantum field has, basically has all opportunities, all, all possibilities that are possible, and that uh, maybe that we at the right brain, intuitive nature, can, or the spiritual part, we can connect with that Mm-hmm. Uh, the quantum field, and in, if the quantum field has everything in it, then can you channel it and make it yours? Yeah. yeah. And I always think of Mozart being one of the great examples. People say all he did is sit down and write down what he just wrote it down. It would be downloaded to yeah. him. Huh? So to me, downloading is, I think, the new word yeah. for it instead of channeling.
1: Now I'd like to kind of take a shift uh, and and just really start focusing on uh, how how you imagine Satire uh, and her model going into the future. What what would in your words? What is your opinion uh, as far as what
2: the Satire model still has to offer to this world? Well, I would say <laughs> with one word, I say everything. <laughs> uh, What is Well, let's take a look at how I perceive the model that might help in terms of that. See, there are certain aspects that are universal Mm -hmm. and does a model, does any theory or any school uh, include some of those universals? Mm -hmm. And so it has, to me, to me, that's a different several level question. So at the therapeutic level, which I'm involved and you are involved, let's look at the therapeutic level first mm-hmm. in terms of that. Okay, what is happening? What do you, What is therapy all about? What is the goal of therapy? And when you say, okay, to be yourself would be an, an answer. You, know? you wouldn't mm-hmm. know what it meant, but just to be yourself. Well, if yourself is a spiritual being, Living and manifesting in a human body, how can we then uh, help people to manifest that part of you? Right aspect of it. So I think it the Satir model has that capacity to contribute that to therapy. That we will have a way of becoming ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can be. We 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 are ourselves already. We just need to learn how to manifest aspect of it. But then it has more kind of practical ideas that to me is very important one of them would be that the suture model is very systemic um, you know steve Buckley talked a little about it already in the morning so it is a systemic kind of system so we don't compartmentalize i go to a doctor he looks at my toe and then i go to another doctor who looks at my my eyes and so we, we compartmentalize it all well, it's all a system, mm. and to me that is being very important. That it can contribute not just as a satire model, but a general aspect of it. Uh, that is experiential. Yeah. That in order to bring about change or growth, you have to be go into your experience. And I think it can contribute experiential aspect of it to us. So we already have the spiritual part. We have the systemic part. We have the ex- the uh, uh, spiritual part, mm-hmm. uh, a part of that, is kind of processes that we can have in terms of doing that, and it has a generational component. Now, a lot of people are talking about trauma being uh, multi-generational. That's right. We knew about it a long time ago. Yeah. So it seems like the satir model had things that people now rediscover. Like we, I think we have a say saying in English, uh, you don't reinvent the wheel Right. if somebody already has it. Well, sometimes when I listen to all these new ideas of, of attachment theory, process theory, theory and all that, it's, it's like we have all that in it. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. And we have to take a little pride, a little more pride than we do about what we have. I think we inherited a beautiful, beautiful aspect of of life that is worth sharing with the whole world. So I would see that we have components of um, a a model that is applicable to everybody and is useful for everybody to learn.
0: Yeah,
1: I've so appreciated how comprehensive it is. When I was going through grad school, it, it was amazing. When they, when people taught uh, Virginia Satir's model, really all that we got was how to sculpt. I mean, they, they showed us some techniques, mm-hmm. but, but they didn't really dig into the depth of, of how she believed and how that impacted human beings. And I do believe that is, especially right now in our society,
2: is so needed.
0: hmm yeah.
2: Yeah. So when you asked me before, how come you're so committed to this, what else you know I was going to say to before I said why are you so committed to the satire model because I haven't found anything better yeah Uh, I just haven't found anything better when I was at the university I was teaching this the uh, different schools that was my one of my jobs and so I it's not like I don't know what these other people have said Mm -hmm. aspect to it they say something very important uh, and so I don't want to belittle it, but they don't give us the range of possibilities that Satir model gives us. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, we're up so early to this morning, which is later in other parts of the world, because, you know, Satir Global see, sees how involved people are all over the world in, in spreading uh, the, the model and its benefits. Um And we're gonna definitely hear from so many of these beautiful people today as they present uh, on what's going on internationally. But Mm -hmm. I wanna, I know it's not the the fullness of it all. There's so much more happening that people don't know about. Can you share a little bit about um, what's going on with Satir's model
2: all over the world? Well, let me brag about a couple of countries that I feel very good about. Well, it's not a country that I would start with. I will start with Hong Kong. Hong Kong has been teaching the CTM model for 30 years. And they do a training of counselors every so often. They've had uh, 13 groups go through a two, three-year program over the last 30 years. Now, you just published a book there, right? No, my book got published in China. Okay, okay. Yeah, All right, yeah, in Mainland China. All right. So China, Hong Kong is training basically counselors, social workers, counselors, people there, and so to me is it fits their culture, it feels fits their 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 background, it gets integrated into mm-hmm. this, and so for years and years, the model has been a important element in Hong Kong, and. That's where actually Maria and Jane and I started many years ago mm-hmm. when we went outside of the uh, North of North America in terms of that. So that that's a very important part, and I don't think anybody will be talking about Hong Kong just, this conference. Mm-hmm. And go you know, to Turkey. I think we were going to have Sibel talk about Turkey. Mm-hmm. Turkey has a beautiful consular training program. And it impacts a lot of people there in terms of doing that. And the thing that I'm probably the most uh, amazed about is what's happening in the Czech Republic mm-hmm. and in uh, Slovakia. They are training a PhD, MD, wow. therapists, So they become satire therapists and then they have given the institutes the license, the authority to license people. That to me is amazing, just very yeah. amazing. I don't know if you if they were to hear about uh, uh, that today, but it's worth looking into in terms of that. So most many of the people that we know from from Czech Republic and uh, Slovakia are PhD MD people mm-hmm. in terms of that. Now I don't think we're going to hear about Thailand. So let me go to Thailand. Thailand has uh, taken it in their psychiatry field. Wow. So it, brought, it was brought by director of mental executive director of mental health to all the psychiatrists, and they have uh, been training all the psychiatrists. In fact, the, the director, the executive director, became a trainer. Mm-hmm. Satire model to the point where he's now retired and and working with satire model in terms of that. So culturally, yeah. if you want to take a second here, culturally it seems to be very very applicable wherever it goes. It's even more fun for me. Uh, is that when you when I went to Thailand the first time they said. Satir must have been a Buddhist. She must yeah. have been a Buddhist kind of thing. <laughs> it was so funny because that I think I see Satir model actually beyond religion, you know, higher than yeah. aspect of it. So that was kind of fine. But I also went to India and we did a workshop for the Family Therapy Association. In India and they said the same thing you know (laughs) Satir must have been a Hindu she must have been a Hindu she has such knack of understanding the deeper part of it so okay so it's there we have a Christian university here in uh, in Vancouver in the close of Vancouver and of course they feel it's very Christian oh yeah so it's very easy to see how it connects with the Christian faith, too. Our, my students say the same thing. So when you ask the question, remember the basic question, how can it contribute? It's contributing in a way that is beyond walls. Mm-hmm. It can it can go beyond limitations in terms of doing that. Do I want to talk about anyone else? Uh, you, I, uh, Sandy will be here, and she will talk about China. So China is... Um, we are trying to work on seven, 65 million people there. Mm. And Sandy will talk about that today. Or yes, tomorrow, I don't know which one. Yeah. what have I left out? Korea has two master's degree degrees. Two universities have a master's degree specializing in satire model mm. and uh, going well. They just sent me their revised textbook that they just published uh, a couple of months ago. So they're doing well with it at the university level and uh, training therapists in Satir's model. That The kind of question. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It is just amazing how all over the world uh, people are connecting with Satir's model. Um, I know I've heard her speak in some of the videos that I've watched, uh, how she's entered these different cultures and and her sensitivity to different cultures and making sure that it applies to them. That the, that we're really talking about universals, yeah. uh, and, and I and
2: I've found that to be true with the multiple cultures that I've been impacted by. I should mention Israel. Israel is doing really well. They have two programs going there that uh, have a really impact. Uh, I think one of the uh, programs on programs from Israel. Oh, no, but two. There are two programs on the. From mm-hmm. Israel, that would be worth listening to, uh, in terms of what they're doing. Yeah, you know, Tali and uh, Beth are talking on the program, so they we can get a little more hands-on aspect of it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let's let's think a little bit
1: even more into the future because I, I know that a, a, as you talk to different people and you're really encouraging different people's work, you have a you have a vision of how. Um, Virginia satir's model can be uh, used in the in the future. You know what are the possibilities that can open up and and how the
2: satir model can be taken forward? You know I don't know if I want to be silly for a minute, but people say where where does uh, where does the satir model apply? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they say, where doesn't it fit? yeah, kind of thing. And when I'm in a sort of a silly mood, I will say, the only people that I haven't been able to use it is dead people mm-hmm. everywhere else. If okay. they're breathing, it'll work. Uh, breathing, they can start. And, I mean, and when you listen to Eileen's uh, uh, meditation mm-hmm. thing, it's breathing, right? That's breathing, right. breathing, breathing kind of thing. So Satir had a sense of the essence of life right from the start. When a baby's born, you know, comes into this world, the breathing is one of the first things, mm, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. So that's to be very important part of it.
1: Now, you've also talked about just how you you can see how um, Satir's model can be used in business and other wh- yeah. what are the what are the
2: venues that this can oh, be? Okay, that's good. Good reminder. Yeah. I I feel that in business it's very important. That we can have, you know, we have leader. If we can have leaders, first of all, who are satir trained, Mm -hmm. which means basically that they have high self-esteem and they have congruence, they have compassion, they have some kind of positive energy Mm -hmm. that they live, that that would be very good for everybody. But if we could do those aspects of it. But it's very applicable to leader, to leader, because our business... Because business involves people. Mm-hmm. And once it involves people, there should be satire model aspect of it. What I'm interested in, in this question, if I can get another minute in here, is that I would like to broaden or widen the satire model. And I would like to see if we can be more focused on this the pathology of self, the sickness, mm-hmm. the suffering. We I could call it suffering aspect, we would we would do more of that. We have, I think, I find that depression, like especially mild depression, which is in great, great uh, increase around the world. Mm-hmm. Satir model would have a great aspect of it. And you and I talked about uh, yesterday about trauma. Mm-hmm. See, I feel we have a lot to contribute to trauma. Now, everybody seems to be interested in trauma today. But basically, we, I think we should have a trauma program that would help people to do that. So we, we have business problems, the therapy, math, mental, psychiatric kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? What is ADHD kind of thing? It's a disconnection with the self, right. okay? Now, if the ADHD is a disconnection with the self at the energy level, then it's a tier model it would have a very good way of bringing that together. So so, so I want to move it low into I want to include more of the mental kind of problems, the sure. things that the psychologists and psychiatrists and others like it are working on. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to expand it on the other side to be more spiritual mm-hmm. so that we would learn more. So... I have a kind of a prototype to look at. And iceberg one is where you basically suffer, where we basically have some of the mental illnesses aspect of it. And we are mostly, most of us counseling is doing iceberg two. They're at the survival kind of level. And so we are working very much at level iceberg two to iceberg three. Iceberg 3 is basically your choice maker. So you will hear people like, especially Maria Gomori, being been very good at talking about moving people from Iceberg 2 to Iceberg 3. Well, that's so good. All I want is to have us also include Iceberg 1 mm-hmm. so that Iceberg 1 and Iceberg 2 become the focus to bring people into Iceberg 3. When, and if we could move the whole world into iceberg three, making their own choice maker, being all responsible for themselves, right. then we would meet some of the the uh, universal goal, meta goals of Satir. In terms of doing that, but there's further because Satir talks about growth. She's very keen on growth. Okay, well this is kind of managing. You know, being a good choice maker, you are managing your life. You could grow to what I call iceberg four, Mm. which would mean I am now co-creating my life. I'm not just managing it in a healthy kind of way. Mm. It is co-creating it, right? Can you hear that word? Isn't that beautiful? That's right. We're going to co-create with whom? You know, with the universe, with God, whatever. What we're co-creating it. You so know, we're active participants. We're, we're actually participant in our own growth kind That's of right. thing in our own, own development aspect of it. So that to me would be a very good addition. Now, some of you people will say, yeah, we're already doing it, uh-huh. but we're not doing it, you know, loudly or publicly in terms of doing it. So privately, we might do that. I know, and I could name some names in that group that I know they are yeah. doing it kind of. And then I have an iceberg five, which is then going into the whole spiritual consciousness yes. where you become one with the universe. Mm-hmm. So to me, taking the, uh, taking the satire model, I want to broaden it and deepen it at the same time so that we can have a whole package.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you know, you, you talked earlier uh, also just how important it is for leaders to have some of this uh, to exposure to this model. And uh, I, I love that. I was so excited to see that somebody was going to be talking about uh, using this within government. You know, they, Because our, our politics, yeah. I mean, politics, it's so divisive. There's no discourse. If our leaders had, uh, well, starting at Weisberg 1 and all the way through, if they were able to connect to self and be connected to the universe and connected to God, connected, it would be amazing how congruent conversations could actually uh, move us forward in such better ways. Uh, so I, I love for sharing here, and, and I love that so many people are thinking this way, and we're actually even able to see some of the presentations uh, speaking to this.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago, 1972, Virginia Satir was in Manitoba, Canada, for an extended time, and she was working with the government. Mm-hmm. She was working with the cabinet of the government. And there are some very interesting stories that i that I uh, know about. okay? I, of course, I wasn't at the cabinet meeting, but I heard about it. And uh, so she there were two ministers who were in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. So there was some friction in the in the cabinet. And so Satir had them role play. It is. So she sculpted them. Yeah. and it turned out to be, in their experience, it had triggered their their childhood brother relationship where they had been competing with each other in terms of whatever, getting mm-hmm. approval from outside. And so she worked out this early relationship so that these two people could be fully there as cabinet ministers and not like a little boy's brother and right. brother's aspect of it. So she 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 had we we have examples of what you're saying yeah. that she worked with government in terms of making things work. Wow, yeah, that's exciting. I yeah. think we definitely need that.
0: Yeah, you
1: know we're going to be hearing also some of the some of the people are going to be talking. I know Steve Butby just about some of the, the vehicles to change that some of the vehicles that that Satira included in her model. Uh, I know that as I'm training my students, the vehicles are really important to teach uh, my the, the, these new therapists. However, you and I've had discussions that it's really important to separate the the vehicles from the model itself, and, and because the, the vehicles are not the therapy. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um,
2: oh, I guess I, I'm I'm a little judgmental at time, uh, and that is. We're treating Saire model t- too shallow. So I want to start with that. we're We're looking at it as too shallow. So we're making the vehicle, the the model into the vehicle is just a tool to achieve what the model is all about. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we need tools. We need to need specific skills. Uh, basically, we need the skills but then it becomes too techniquey if you don't in, in, include the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the being this comes, becomes or should become more important than the doing. Mm-hmm. As long as we make doing, <laughs> doing the focus, I think we are belittling the entire model. And so what I hope is that people would have it, would manifest, understand, uh, use, uh, more of the deeper aspect of satire model mm-hmm. and use the the techniques as just a means to get there. Right. So people come along and say satire I think you, you mentioned that already is they have they have a stance right? right they do a placating or they do a blaming and people like it. They really like it. They really like it in, in China these the the sculpting aspect of it. But that's just a vehicle for how people survive, mm-hmm. and and so to me, it's we stop too quickly mm-hmm. at using it. We're stopping it too shallow, and I'm I'm really that's probably one of my big concerns that we're showing people experiencing and teaching satire too shallow. Yeah. You know, uh, one
1: of the things that I wanted to share with everybody, I mean, just. John and I were able to visit with some of my students yesterday, and that was such a blessing to my students. But one of the one of my students asked a question. I think it would be really great to bring it at this point. Uh, they talked about how in developing as, as new therapists, um, one of the the issues that they struggle with is going into the therapy room and being so stuck on trying to figure out the modality that they can't fully be present. and and I love I love the advice that you gave them. Uh, talking about we, we are actually becoming, uh, as we understand the model and we understand how to see a person as, as a miracle, the way we show up to the therapy room ready to see a human being that that is ma- a manifestation of this wonderful energy, it's different than just showing up thinking about a model and what I need to do. And I think sometimes when we're thinking about the the vehicles to change we could be so stuck on am I going to do this right or what am I going to present that we're not
0: showing
1: up I, I would love to hear a little bit more about that
2: well yeah well to me is is let's go a little further back first we want to be and become at same time I think when I was a student I couldn't understand that how could I be and become at same time if I'm already being why am I still becoming? And if I am becoming, I can't be a kind of thing. So I had to resolve that, and that's a pretty big issue, kind of thing. So now we come to the the techniquey kind of thing. I would like people to to just drop the idea of the model and go in and say, here's a human being, a with a divine essence that they would have a a. Uh, um, Focus on the deeper part of uh, it, and to listen to the deeper voice of the people where they're hurting and where they're having trouble with and what is going on, and then sort of say, okay, what will my technique come come along? I think at, at the beginning, counselor, it's got it's got to be hard, mm-hmm. you know, because you want to make some change right away. So you know, what would be a nice change? change some behavior and I feel already good but that's not good enough right? in terms of doing that or even talk about a, expressing a feeling and let's look at this aspect of it or get, a, get in touch with an experience like a blame member or so forth so I want to see if I don't become a technician mm-hmm. in this, this model, because of, of all the models that would be very uh, uh, disrespectful Mm -hmm. to the model and also to therapy. So what am I saying is I want the technique to be a tool Mm -hmm. aspect and and, and have a better sense of the being part. Mm -hmm. And if I look at the iceberg at the deeper level, then I know what I'm talking about, that I wanna be that I am person. Mm -hmm. And showing up as the as our own I am person. As you show up and you are the example, you bring that I am into the session. So, so much more important. But it's also, I think that's one of the other things when, when when we look at the supervision philosophies of different models, and and we didn't have a supervision model approved by the AMFT, So uh we had to come up with what would be an accepted supervision model that was uh, acceptable to the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. And so we came up with five different things that supervision should include. And I don't want to do the teaching part, I want to take one of them, and is that you you can deal with the therapist Uh, issue in relationship to a client during supervision which is not allowed in some of the other models right and so that you need to be more congruent as a therapist that you go in there in in harmony with yourself with the universe and then you bring that in and maybe you can then connect with the universal aspect energy of your client mm. and then work through their experiences. Now you have the iceberg to go through their behavior and their feeling, their perception, their expectation, their beliefs to- <laughs> and so forth. So it's complex, you know, yeah. it's complex. We are complex. Yeah, we are.
1: Hey, you know, what this is making me think about, about is just our the earlier question on spirituality. Uh, you know, getting down to the I am, the, the, the therapists themselves, uh, our society has not necessarily nurtured that well as far as us really connecting to that spiritual part of who we are. So here, here's the next question. Um, as we think about spirituality and how it fits within Sashir's model, how does the idea of spirituality need to be further, further developed within the model?
2: Well, okay. First, well, I first I think is we need to recognize as part of who we are. And secondly, we need to integrate it more into the model instead of making it sort of an adjunct part of the model aspect of it. Thirdly, I think we need to be, we need to be there ourselves mm. aspect of it, and then learn the skills that help people to get there in terms of that. And there will be some people who don't want to go that far. They don't want to go to Iceberg 5. Right. Most people don't want to go to Iceberg 5 that I know of uh, because that goes all the way to enlightenment. So not too many people want to go there. So we can look at how far the person wants to go. And I would suggest that most people are quite satisfied with Iceberg 3 and they could be there. But the spiritual part is still there, even right. though we're working on the relationship between mother and daughter and husband and wife, right? we are still having that spiritual component there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that people really think I, I really do think there's more spiritual manifestations in our life experience that we're not even
2: calling spiritual. So is <laughs> it is a place to explore. <laughs> well, see, when when uh, People go out to us well, to use an example. You know, people go out in nature. They go out in the woods. I went out to the woods the other day, and some and it was great. See, I saw the spiritual part. Other people might have just right. seen the nature part, right? But then it's still kind of mm-hmm. spiritual. But they don't have to even call it that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I know just you know the time that we spent in your backyard. And, and seeing the squirrels come up and the birds come up and, and the big the big trees. There's something calming to reconnect with nature. And, and I would call that spiritual.
2: Okay. And I think you have a lot of company. Yeah. And other people. And I, I say that Satyr model is in the same way.
0: It's in the same place. Yeah. A, a lot
1: of exciting things are happening. Um in And I'm hearing from so many different people working on uh, so many parts of Satir's model and furthering those concepts. For you, uh, highly engaged in what a lot of people are doing in the field right now with Satir's model, what are some ideas that are really exciting you uh, about the, uh, uh, that are coming from emerging authors and, and, and speakers and researchers? And what are some of those ideas?
2: Well, let's take, see, let's do, can we do some name calling? Oh, yeah. Um, name, name, okay. So let's start with you, for instance, okay? So you're working on a book of of counseling, training counselors, how to use the secure model. And now that will be a, basically a philosophical underpinnings with all the uh, conceptual aspects of it, with all the skills that are necessary. Right. So it has a wide range of uh, approach. Mm-hmm. It's not just a a handbook, you right. know, or a, a guidebook. It's it's a comprehensive aspect of it. I think that's exciting, mm-hmm. you know, to have that hopefully soon yeah. aspect of it. And you can talk about it, right? You you're working on it now, right? aspect to it. Um, uh, Janet Christie Seeley had finished the book uh, just before she died with her experience of satire model through the years. And uh, that that would be helpful to have people <laughs> read things. I'm so excited about that, seeing that. I don't know if that's where that's going. Tom, Tom can tell us about that. <laughs> then something that really worries me is that Laura Dodson was working on, on a book on spirituality that probably didn't get finished. I have uh, much of the manuscript, mm-hmm. but I don't have the finished book, and I don't know if she finished the book. And we need that. And she, and she it was really good. It's really good what, I, what I've had so far. And there's supposed to be more. I didn't get the last part that she told me about. So that would be a really good Mm -hmm. answer to to what you're asking about, how it fits in Mm -hmm. in terms of doing that. Uh, There was a fellow called Spencer Wade, who was uh, working on the fourth birth, Mm -hmm. and he's doing quite well. He's got uh, three, four chapters done. On that his aspect of it, so that would be very helpful mm. in terms of opening up that whole thing that I'm so concerned about in terms of doing that. I hope that Jesse Carlock will come out with a book on parts. Mm. <clears throat> I, I gave her a thousand pages of notes from Satir that we had transcribed, mm. and so she has some really basic kind of uh, data. That she could use to bring about that—that mm-hmm. that would be very exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because now we have uh, Schwartz uh, taking so much of the space of uh, parts mm-hmm. that I think we're uh, we're uh, sort of overshadowed. And there's Richard Kennedy who's working on on uh, parts, but not not on the book, but in mm-hmm. terms of teaching it. Uh, so so that would be another exciting part um who else i was uh, hoping that uh stephen buckby would write his uh mandala out because mm-hmm. mandala is such an important conceptual frame and to use it in therapy would be be a very very helpful aspect of it because we would kind of round up the whole person right. in terms of how they experience themselves and different yeah different understanding things. the self would be so important and yeah. definitely the way that steve buckby talks about that it,
1: it, it, yeah. it would be great to get out
0: yeah
2: so another another interesting thing that i'm excited about is there's five six six people who are writing a book on on body bodies uh use of body mm. um, you talked about it at one of the conferences about touch. Mm-hmm. Well, they're taking a look at how to use the body and integrate it. The bio part that right. they talk about, they're writing a book. They have four or five, five chapters done. Mm-hmm. That could that could be very exciting that we should use more of that, the body part, mm-hmm. which you t- also did. You know, she got in trouble with it because he was touching people. Right. You know, and how, how dare you touch people? And now I hope it's become much more open. And there is a protocols, right? How to and how well not to. That's right. So it's not uh, uh, misread or misused and, and so forth. Uh, those are some of the things that yeah. I know are happening in in. uh North America. One of the
1: things I I know that I've I've seen you get really excited about is some of the work that uh, that Johnny is doing in in just archives.
2: Well, you know, he's probably making such a big contribution right now, you know, in terms of collecting everything, logging everything, and using it. It's not just the store. He's not a storage man, you know. Mm-hmm. That's because that would be my kind of concern. All we're doing is we're storing things nicely in mm-hmm. a better climate than in mine. So a, him looking at as as a as a uh, contribution, what they what what contribution can they have? So Johnny now has, by the way, he has real to real you know the old ones oh, i don't yeah. know if you're yeah you know, you know that if you're, <laughs> if you're too young for yeah. that. but we used to have these real to real kind of thing and i we had uh tapes from mri you know that yeah. goes right down to the That's 50s, incredible. 50s yeah and we have uh tapes from epsilon that goes into the 60s in real to real and uh my son took them and put them onto mm-hmm. CDs, and so we have Johnny mm-hmm. now. As we he came up here, and as as you know that he came up here, and yeah, took a whole 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 truck full of stuff along. Yeah, so I came just soon after
1: that, and it, I, I was really wishing I could have come right before. Yeah, he took so many
2: things before I got here. Yeah, well, you go to his place. Yeah, I'll anyway, wait. the point, where the point is yeah. that he's making a major contribution. In terms of doing it, um, of seeing Satir see model, yeah. But I'm I'm so excited about the real to real thing because mm-hmm. what most people don't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we had to go and find an extra player in terms of doing um mm-hmm. doing this. So I yeah, uh, I need to mention his name definitely way up there as a contribution of of doing things. For, yeah, very exciting. Very exciting.
1: Well, and speaking of him, and I guess this is a, a little uh, self-serving, in that I'm so excited to be a part. Um, but you know, I, there's these rumors that this this group you've created called the Quartet uh, is getting together, and and they're talking about exciting things.
2: Share about some of the exciting things you hear in there. Well, we have a male quartet, right? Yeah, and we have a soprano, an alto, and a tenor, a bass. Do we? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Okay, so we see well, one of the things I'm kind of interested in on a daily basis is to look at different kind of concepts of what uh, what the Satire model is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what what I I seem to need is a a, a partnership mm-hmm. in terms of I think being a Gemini. That's kind of an interesting thing, you know, the twosome there is uh, is important so I I seem to need some kind of whatever bouncing back mm-hmm. on aspect of it so I don't always work very well just on my own so to work with this group to me is very very exciting in terms of saying okay let's take a look at just let's take a look at well, we're, what we're looking at is you know what is change what is change you know what is change we always talk about change and then we want to know, who is changing? Who is doing the changing? Now we have change and we're doing the changing. And we don't really make that very, very clear in terms of just the idea of change. And then we talk about uh, transformation. Now we have change and we have transformation. And we want to look at, are they different? Or are they different level? Mm-hmm. How can we do that? So, So to me, it's like a a uh, brainstorming yeah. quartet. It's not very musical, I don't think, at <laughs> uh, this time. And, but it's very focused on some of the ideas. Like, what is real self-esteem kind mm-hmm. of thing? What is congruence? So the the group, I hope, is working more on, on deepening present concepts and see how they get integrated into the whole part. Mm-hmm. So how do you see it? Well, our, that, there there's been
1: some exciting things that I've I've been able to hear uh Steve Butby bringing in the idea of choice and how we need to be speaking about choice within the change process I that that was really helpful for me to think through um and, and start incorporating into what I'm doing with my clients uh the the other one uh, Dr Faulkner, Dr Faulkner, uh Johnny he, him being able to be uh uh, so adamant that we need to be really uh forward about how systemic satir's model is and and sometimes that's missed and it is a systemic therapy and, and for us yeah. to make sure that we are, are are putting that
2: forward as we're talking about her model mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good.
1: And you say it's not musical, but boy, it's music to my soul. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: it, it, it it feeds me. It feeds uh-huh. me yeah.
1: okay you know we, we started this this whole conversation with a personal question uh, and, and I'd like to end uh, our time uh, with a personal question also right? would that be okay yeah so uh, I, I've seen I've seen a little bit of this but I'd like to ask a, the deeper sense of it how has the satire model uh, had an impact in your life how has it caused you to live differently since um, meeting Virginia Satir and, and working in the model?
2: Well, okay. That could be an easy answer. And, but maybe it could be very difficult. Uh, I think that one has to live the model. So not just teach it. The model is to be lived. So I would think that uh, for me, the way it's impacted me is I had It gave me a a life, a living model aspect of it. And so it has all kinds of attributes that go with it, like like, uh, uh, love, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think uh, the Satir model is basically built on love. Mm -hmm. And so if I can manifest that kind of love that... uh, that uh, I experience through that model, then I don't need to go outside and do all kinds of other things. So then if I live this aspect of it, then of course I hope to live it when I see clients, that I bring that kind Mm -hmm. of aspect with it. So to me, it's basically living the model.
1: Yeah, I I asked you yesterday, if I were to be able to ask your wife, uh, what is what does she appreciate uh, most about you? Um, and, and and you talked about a generosity that that she would have spoken about uh, in knowing you. And I've definitely seen that you're a generous man, you're a loving man, John, and and, and we are all blessed uh, that we got to spend
2: a little bit of time with you th- uh, today. Hmm. You know the question that I hope you would ask: Are you finished? With me? No, you. That's a that's
1: a great thing they bring in. What are the questions that I should have asked that that you'd like to speak to?
2: Well, I well one question that I would like to look at or live, have our group look at is uh, where to the Satir model. Where is the Satir model going? Mm-hmm. How do I possibly see it, and how others see it in terms of going? Mm-hmm. And can I answer oh, my please. own question? Absolutely, in terms of that. Because I looked at it and I said, okay, uh, the main main recommendation for my colleagues is let the Satir model just evaporate or uh, integrate into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Let it just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when, when you look at uh, lot of other schools, mm-hmm. you know, we looked at, you know, TA, Reality Therapy, Gestalt, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, other right. This we could list. I think there are about a half a dozen or more in terms of some of them are gone, come and gone. They have come and gone. How can we make sure that that this doesn't happen to satir right? aspect to it? Okay, so the way that uh, psychoanalysis kept going, they have changed a lot. You know, they got rid of the Oedipus uh, complex That's kind right. of thing as the, as the major drive of human nature aspect of it and came up with better kind of ideas and i think that we need to do the same mm. otherwise we're going to be in that same boat as these other people are right. so i see us say okay we'll let it go and we do it actually i saw a book not so long ago that talked about, about the stances in blaming placating, like, hey, super reasonable and irrelevant never mentioning here. Yeah. I, that's the first time I've seen that in a book. In you know. a anyway. So that's the point. It just gets into the the stream. There's some good words for it in, in social mm-hmm. science in terms of it. That would be one way of looking at it. We we let it sink in and it will be part of it. And we'll have blaming and plagating in anything and everything who wants to do it as a tool. <coughs> That would be one aspect of it. The second part would be that we be make it be keep we keep it alive, you know, and we make it an important alternative to therapy, mm-hmm. or to personal growth, or to management, or to business. Well, we make it an important part. We can do that. That would be my my hope mm-hmm. that we would do. I don't see us doing a good job. By the way mm. at this time, but we have the capacity right. and we have the model that right. we could make a really a a good kind of thing. So when they get to compare and they say, Oh, well, so and so EFT is the great thing, or CBT is the great thing, they might as well also say, But Satir includes all of them, that's right. Aspect of it, uh, there, but when I go into a little personal uh reflection, I would like to see a third alternative, and that is that we would create the we center the satire uh, model would create the center mm-hmm. of therapy, that we wouldn't just be one one small part mm-hmm. or a large part, but that we would become the center of it. So we would uh we would provide like we would like provide systemic for everybody. We would like we would have experiential for everybody. Mm. We would have multi-generational for everybody. It would be a general kind of aspect of it. Mm. So I that would that be my 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 sense. But I think we're gonna run out of time because uh you know, a lot of the people who had direct access to right. here are gone. Right. And uh The few that are left, they're getting older. A lot of them are here today, and and that's exciting for me. Yeah. But we need to get our act together and get going, and make this a major contribution to uh, mankind, human uh, humanity. Right. We do need to
1: encourage uh, a younger generation of clinicians and researchers. Uh, into the field Uh, there's so much that can be uh, that can be shared and uh, there's so much more work to to do I I definitely see this as a life work that I'll be connected to uh, for the rest of my
0: career like me
1: as we conclude this episode of our Virginia Satir podcast I want to leave you with a reminder that the journey of self-discovery and transformation is ongoing Virginia Satir's wisdom continues to inspire us to nurture healthier relationships, foster open communication, and embrace personal growth. Remember, you hold the power to create positive change in your own life and the lives of those around you. Thank you for joining us on this transformative journey. Until next time, be kind to yourself and others. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or by
0: visiting liveconnectedtherapy.com. See you next week for a new episode.